Well, tonight in the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're going to update you what's going on in Chicago with the migrant crisis. Now, in the first part, you know, we actually have some good news uh, coming out of Chicago. Now, you remember in the uh, Munson Park area, they want to take their field house away from them and turn it into a shelter uh, for migrants. So the community stood up against that because they say, wait a minute, hold on. This is where our seniors go. This is where we take our kids for tutoring. This is where we take our kids for sports. You know, we try to keep these kids out of the streets so they won't get in trouble and, and have the wrong influence. So no, what, why are y'all doing this? We don't know these people. We don't uh, know nothing about them, but yeah, you're going to just take, you know, resources away. So what we want to let y'all know is that community actually won the battle. They won this battle. And I want you to, you know, hear what they have to say about this. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to start off to thank the crowd that we had on October 3rd. Without them, we wouldn't have been here. For their support they have given us, and we're glad to have our park back open. But I would like to also say the city did a really terrible job of handling this. They held our community and our park hostage yeah. for almost 60 days. We couldn't use the park, our kids couldn't use it, our seniors couldn't use it, and they could have been more transparent. Hopefully in the future, they will include instead of exclude people. Because as we see here today, when the community sticks together, anything is possible. Yes, that's right. yes that's So uh, we weren't going to be deterred. We're here to stay. We wish the migrants well, but as I said previously, not on our backs. Great day here in Austin. And we are happy to be standing here announcing that our park is opening. Mind you, our park should never have been closed. That's right. Let's not forget that. And I want to say to the mayor, and I'm not as happy as everybody is, else is, right. about what has happened here, because he's to blame for this. Transparency matters. Yes. The voices of the people matter. Yes. The mayor still has not come here and talked to the people here. That's a problem. It was a problem in the beginning. That's right. And it's a problem now. Yes. The mayor still has not put the needs of the residents of Austin on the front burner. That's a problem. Yes. The problems that we had that were plaguing black residents in this city are still a problem. The mayor, the governor, and the president are spending time and millions of dollars right. addressing the needs of the migrants. What about the needs of the black citizens of the city of Chicago yes. who are still suffering, who still need help, who still need a hand up, yes. who are still looking for affordable housing. Yes. That's still an issue. And we're not going to accept the fact that because you've given us our park, that that's all we need. No. We have other needs that need to be addressed. Come on, trust. And so we will continue yes. to fight to make sure 
that our voices are heard. So you see what happens when you get on code, when you unify on something and you say, no, this is not going to happen. Do you see the results that the black community can get? Now, this is something that the Democrats for sure don't like to see because if black folks are getting on cold about something and they could get, you know, their field house protected and not having Brandon Johnson do whatever he wants. Now, some people may say it's just a field house. What's the big deal? If you let them take the field house, then they're going to take your neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And the Democrats are all given the resources. You have to understand for me, it all centers back to the Democrat party. The migrants aren't giving anything to themselves. They are saying, Hey, we want it and they'll take it. Right. But it's the Democrats that has incentivized people to leave their homeland, to come up here to America because they're going to get free stuff. Even the immigrants in Brighton park who are Asian, who are Hispanic, they don't even want them there. Okay. Now, the sister at the end, Kata Trust. I, I, I'm I'm glad that sister spoke because just the other day, um, I logged into my you know personal Facebook and um, she ended up sending me a friend request. Say, oh shoot, I've been trying to get in contact with this sister, right? So you know, I, I then put up on the screen because the only reason I put up the the communication on the screen because something she said is why we do what we do. Let's put this up. So I made sure to block her middle initial only allow what go up. What she talk about on the media, her first and last name. So when she sent me the friend request, I immediately responded to her. Cause I've been looking to talk to her and you can see here, I said, hi, Kata. I'm glad you reached out. So we would like to come to Chicago after the holidays, do an interview with you by the Mike and crisis. Do you have an email address that way? You know, I, you know, and our business manager keep in touch. Of course she gave it to me, you know, blocked that out. That's her personal information. But this is the point that I actually wanted to point out to y'all at the bottom. She said, listen, thank you, my brother, for keeping Chicago's migrant crisis on the forefront. It says because of you that the message is getting out, educating black people is the only way to inspire people to move forward. Now, of course, it, it was not just me. It was, it's the community in Chicago. Um, it's many people, you know, on social media that has been talking about this issue we all collectively, you know, fighting together, you know, so I, I don't want to say it's because of me. No, it's not because of me. We all unify and do things as one community. Right. But when I tell y'all the importance of what we're doing and cause listen, I don't even live in Chicago. I don't, but yet I say, these are my brothers and sisters and we got to speak up from our brothers and sisters about what's going on because we know what these people, the Democrats, what they would do to our community enough is enough. So this is why when I tell y'all that, Hey, you know, download the app and get a membership on the app. We're trying to get out 10,000 members on that app is that not only help us be independent, but also help us to go, you know, do the things we need to do when we travel, et cetera. Right. And, and get the interviews that we need to get in real time. We will go to Chicago, but I, I'm thinking I'm probably going to interview her maybe like on a, uh, uh, zoom interview probably prior to that, just so, so we can get some, you know, story beforehand, but we have to watch out what's happening for our community. We have to see, they love when we acting like degenerates, especially the Democrats. Cause you know, the Democrats run Hollywood, the Democrats run the music industry, right? 
So they always want to have us acting a fool. They always want us to be out here doing crazy things like sexy red and all that. Right. But, but what scares them is what that unity looks like. It scares them because every time we unify, Oh, we get something done. That's the history of black America. Now, of course, mayor Brandon Johnson, I know he's not happy about this. He's not happy because he said, shoot, black folks got on code and what else they will get on code about. Cause you know, Brandon Johnson, he's working for the Democrats. Well, Brandon Johnson, he didn't did it again. Ladies and gentlemen, he didn't did it again. So Brandon Johnson, I just want to show you a clip, you know, before we really get into this, he partnered with the churches, which I have no problem with him partnering with churches. Them churches should be doing more than what they do. Right. These churches, a lot of times are just entertainment places. You know, they're supposed to be taking the sick and shut in and the homeless and all kinds of other things, right? Well, I want you to listen to Brandon Johnson in this clip. And I want you to pay attention to the preacher, those of you from Chicago that may recognize this preacher, because I, I, I have some questions. But let's go ahead and roll this clip because, uh, yeah, 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 I just have a few things to talk about. Initiative will prioritize getting pregnant women, children, and all of those sleeping outside of police stations or on the floors into temporary housing as quickly as possible through churches all over the city of Chicago. Funded by $350,000 in private donations, the partnership will initially involve 17 churches, housing up to 20 migrants each. The migrants will live at the churches and be provided food, medical care, and social services, and eventually employment. We're prepared to receive the migrants compassionately, provide clean, warm shelter, prepared meals, humanitarian services. Responded to criticism from residents of Brighton Park, who say there's been a lack of transparency about plans to build a huge migrant camp on an empty lot. We're not gonna break away from our value system because right-wing extremism is sowing seeds of discord in this city. Now, as you heard that $350,000, which is a lot of money, came from private donations to help spur this initiative with the churches. I don't take issue with the churches helping out with anything. I really don't, because that's what they're supposed to be doing, right? They are tax-free. Now, you heard with this, they not only going to get food and a shelter, but they're going to get medical, which is fine with me, and they're going to get help finding a job. Now, this is my problem. Why is it when the Chicago migrant crisis happened, now the churches all of a sudden want to open the doors? Once again, it goes back to Chicago back in October. When me and I told y'all this story before, me and my wife was leaving Gordano's out there, um, the, the one not far from Michigan Avenue. And we walked out and we had extra pizza in our hand because we couldn't eat all that. I saw, I saw someone curled up. It looked like, you know, a, a young girl. And I said, man, I, said, I told my wife, I said, that's a young girl out here curled up in this, this weather. And so at the time, you know, I, we, we went and I said, I said, I saw her and I said, Hey, young sister, I said, you hungry? You, you, you need some food. And she, she had asked me, Hey, say, is it meat on the pizza? And I mean, cause we both saw, you know, the, the sister and she looked like our daughter, literally, she looked like her. And I said, no, there's no meat on there. He's, he said, oh, okay, thank you. And then we end up going right down there to, um, they had a little shop with donuts, coffee, hot chocolate, 
So we got some, you know, sweets or whatever, and we made sure to get her like a big 20 ounce hot chocolate, the biggest one they had. And we came back out and said, Hey, you know, you, you want to give you a hot chocolate? She was so happy about the hot chocolate, right? And I told y'all at that moment, I got so angry with Brandon Johnson because him and the Democrats, because it's not just him. I'm not, can't, I cannot just put it all on Brandon Johnson. That him and the Democrat Party have a anti black American policies for sure, but on top of that anti-American policies, because they don't care about the American citizens. Listen, if Brandon Johnson and the churches want to get every homeless person off the street, I'm good with that. Chicago is cold. That is the windy city. Even if like right now in the film of this video in Chicago, it is 47 degrees. That's cold. We're supposed to get down to 41 degrees tonight being the 40 yeah around 40 at 1 a.m right that's cold then coming down the pipe i'm looking at the weather on my phone it's supposed to be in the 30s low 30s you know coming up in the next few days nobody can really be on those streets like that it's very cold you you can have bad things happen to you with that weather but you say you're going to take 20 migrants not 20 homeless people Migrants included, but 20 migrants. That's the problem people are having. You're prioritizing migrants and not doing it for everybody. When, when, when black folks ask for something specific for them, you say, we got to do something for everybody. But when it comes to the migrants, you can easily do something specific for them. And that's very upsetting when the taxpayers of Chicago say, Hey, we don't need our fellow Chicago residents on the streets. Then because people are upset about this, because people are saying, wait a minute, I need my taxes to go to programs and services for our community. And Brandon Johnson, and he's been repeating this recently, has the nerve to say that the, the division in the city is coming from right wing extremism. Where, where is it? Chicago is a Democrat city up and down What right wing extremism. I didn't see no right wingers marching when I was in Chicago. I didn't see no big Trump supporter rally in Chicago, even though they got the Trump tower over there in Chicago, real nice spot. Well, that's a real nice spot. Trump got a good property there, especially off that, that waterway. I didn't see any of that. I seen a Palestine protest when I was there blocking all the streets and all of that. I seen that, but I did not see a bunch of Republicans out there acting a fool. When you say right wing extremists, that's what you're talking about. People acting a fool people that's, you know, hardcore zealots for Trump. Cause you got people that support Trump and you got zealots, right? So you're talking about the zealots. What are you talking about? Brandon Johnson. So you mean to tell me that the Asian community in Chicago it was right wing extremists did that when they, they were upset about you trying to put a camp in Brighton park where they live. What about the Hispanic? They had a person waving a Mexico flag. Did y'all see that waving a Mexico flag and they don't Mexicans don't want the migrants in their area either. You know the, how some of them feel and say, wait a minute, I came over here. They didn't give me nothing. They told me I had to get a job and provide for myself. How is it that they get to jump the line? How is it that they getting 
rent paid and all this, you know, uh, sympathy. But when we came over here, we had to go work 18 hours to go provide for our kids. I mean, and, and like I said, that has nothing to do with black America, but you know, I'm just being like real about it. They got a point. How are you going to jump the line when they was already over here? I mean, if you going to, I mean, you going to give them something, you got to kind of give the people that's already here first, right? You can't let the people, the new arrivals jump the line. So the way Biden is even doing it, even among the immigrants, he's causing dissension there. So he can't, Brandon Johnson just can't say right wing extremist. No, sir. Because right wingers do not run Chicago. You do. So how is it right wing extremist that you are handling the crisis and you're doing it badly because you are prioritizing migrants over the people that voted you into office, sir. That's your problem. You're, you're taking resources from communities that pay their bills, pay their taxes and giving it to migrants. What happened to that Walmart? They closed down that big, huge Walmart in Chicago. They closed down. Why couldn't y'all take that Walmart that they shut down Walmart left and put the migrants over there? Y'all could have made that a big shelter, right? Nobody would have had a problem with that. I know y'all got some abandoned stores or whatever in Chicago somewhere, and you can convert that to shelters. But, but when you start taking people's things away, yeah, they're going to have an issue and problem with that. And see black people in America as a whole are tired of the Democrat party and what they're doing, what they do in Chicago, what they're doing in New York, what they're doing everywhere. They expect us after trying to take resources from us to come out there and vote Democrat vote blue, no matter who that mantra y'all said vote blue, no matter who was the dumbest thing ever. Black America is saying this. I'm tired of y'all taking resources away from me. What about our kids? Now, mind you, I have to side Brandon Johnson on this because I actually got to see it. Should babies be on the streets in the cold? No. Should pregnant women be on the streets cold and all that? No. Um, but this is what I'm going to say on the flip side. In your homeland, it don't get that cold. You remember I covered the podcast where the dude said that he'd rather go back to his homeland and be on the streets in his homeland than be here in Chicago because it's way too cold. It don't get cold like that in Latin America, especially in Venezuela. It don't get that cold. So what's going to curve the crisis for Chicago is the weather. Cause that windy city is who, if you're not used to that, that is something that wind chill fact and how that wind cut right through you. It don't have to snow in Chicago for it to get you. But this is a policy of the Biden administration, open borders. And, and so when people say, well, you get what you vote for, of course, you're not, you didn't vote for open borders. I understand that you didn't vote for the Democrats to be taking your resources away from your community. I know you didn't vote for that, but they say you get what you vote for because they were pretty loud about their open border policies. They didn't bait and switch you. They're very loud about it. Like they're very loud about LGBT and everything else they're loud about, right? The Biden administration has prioritized everyone else outside of black America. 
You remember he signed the, the, the Asian hate crime bill. That was right after he got into office. He signed that. That was one of the biggest punches in the face to the black man and woman of America who need a hate crime bill. He lied and said he have our back. He lied. This man gave so much money to Ukraine and still giving money to somebody that said the other day, Zelensky just bought a new yacht. I'm pretty sure he did off of American taxpayer money. I believe it. The Ukrainians are being flown into here quietly and being put into the white communities and given the social security funds, social security. They didn't work for social security. You see, you see, this is what we talk about reparations. They can know how to find money in the millions. We just covered the other day when Biden talking about committing about a billion dollars or so to all these other countries in Latin America and even giving money to the Venezuelans, giving money to the migrants here. Everybody gets money. No study, no act of Congress, no law sign. We talk about reparations. Well, you know, it's going to be hard because the Democrats and the Republicans going to have to get on that. But you know, you have to vote more Democrats in because at least with Democrats, you have more of a chance of getting reparations, right? But when it's time to spend money, nobody gets to study. Nobody has to vote somebody in. Matter of fact, these other groups don't even have to vote. The Asian community in this country has never voted in the level black people have voted. But we are the only group that they can use historical references, ancestry, and shaming tactics. Because think about it. With black America, when you get when you say, you know what? You benign neglect me, I'm benign neglect you on election day. Don't worry about it. We good. We try again in the next two to four years. And once you give me something, then I'll show up. Well, you're wrong because your ancestors died for you to vote. They can't tell that to Hispanics. They can't tell that to Asians. They can't tell that to whites for sure. They can't tell that to Arabs. They can't tell that to no other group. So when they come to these groups, they can't guilt them saying your ancestors died. They can't use photos from, from the 1960s to, to pull on their heartstrings because that's our people, right? They have to come to them and say, okay, this is what we're going to do for you to get your vote. You understand? So it forces them to give tangibles to these other groups. With us, they don't have to give a tangible because we still allow them to play on the heartstrings and say, get out there and vote because your ancestors, they'll feel bad. They'll turn over in their grave. They are everything they'll say about our ancestors. Do not allow the weaponization of our ancestors to get you to go out there and, and vote for Biden and them. You don't go out there and vote for nothing. At this point, voting for Biden and them, when we know we're not going to get nothing out of the deal, I look at that as they pulling the scam because at least other groups, when they go vote, they get something, right? Think about it. If you gave your money to somebody for a good or a service and they never gave it to you and scammed you out your money, there's at least laws on the books where you can get your money back or even get them criminally prosecuted for scamming you. Now, of course, we don't give money unless we choose to, but they get our vote and don't do nothing. Or is you somebody say, okay, give me some money and I'm going to invest it into this for you. But 
they take your money and then they go splurge it somewhere else or they give it to other people. Right. That can even get a person in trouble when it comes to money. Cause that's scamming, right? The Democrat party has scammed black America for over half a century. They say they going they are friend. They say they going to do certain things. They never get it done. Never. They even rather want to promise black people anything. Cause you remember that, that letter that came out from the WikiLeaks during uh, the, the 2016 campaign when they told Hillary Clinton, do not ha- promise them anything. Tell them we hear you. We understand, but do not promise them anything. Now, what's the strategy of not promising black people anything? Because let's say if uh, Biden say, okay, if you elect me, you getting reparations. So if he don't do reparations, then now there's going to galvanize the community to get him out. So if they don't promise you anything, then they can't say, well, you know, they could worm their way because you didn't stick them. That's why you got to make a politician, put a concrete policy and make them promise what they're going to do. So you can hold them to it. See other groups, they say, yeah, we're going to do some this and that and the third for y'all. And you know, we're going to do this in foreign policy because most all these other groups are connected to foreign countries at the same time. So not only these people want something here, they want the United States to, to treat their homeland favorably. And they do that. Recently, the Muslim community has came out and said they're not voting for Biden. They're not doing it. When, when black America say we're not voting for the Democrats, we're shamed. We're called derogatory names by our own people who are Democrat shields. The mainstream media don't sit up there and talk down to the Muslim American community because they said they didn't like the way Biden handled uh, the situation with Israel and Hamas. They're pissed. So they say they cannot vote for Biden. They, they're not shaming them. They're not sending Muslims to shame them to vote for Biden. They're all on code about that. But let us say something. We're told to vote anyway. We're told our ancestors died to vote. We're shaming our ancestors. Like they'll turn over in their grave. Y'all don't get out there and vote. Don't let the Democrats play that game in this election season. Brandon Johnson, he's only following the playbook. And like, I'm going to say this again about people in Chicago. It was not a Lori Lightfoot problem. It's not a Brandon Johnson problem. Y'all have a Democrat problem because y'all can get Brandon Johnson out of there when his term is up. Y'all can recall him and get him out. Whatever. If you put another Democrat in office in Chicago, you're going to get the same thing, a different face, but the same game. Maybe the other Democrat, a tweak it a little bit. So y'all won't be so upset with him or her, but you're going to get the same thing. The Democrat party is pretty clear what they stand for. And when it comes to black America, they, they, they don't stand with us like that. That's not what they do. And that's okay. That's okay. Because when it comes to politics and politicians, you have to make them do something. They're not going to do it unless you make them. And just as much as our brothers and sisters stood together and firmly about their field house, that's how we got to stand together about the Democrat party at this stage in the game. Because Biden's not promising anything. 
What's the point? He's Biden. I, you know, I really believe Biden believe he's going to lose at this point. Cause Biden, if you pay attention to him, he's not really campaigning. He's not doing rallies. He's not doing anything. He's not. I, I think in his mind say, look, I'm probably going to lose anyway. So let me go full throttle on this open border agenda that we have in the Democrats before I get out of office. That's what it is. Cause who's really going to go out there and vote for Biden like that? Everybody's upset with Biden right now. It's not just black America. You even got, it was interesting to me. You got Asians upset with Biden. Like why he gave y'all anti Asian bill, hate crime bill. Why are you mad at him? If Biden would have gave that to us, Biden would win very easily. Cause we'd all listen. If Biden gave an anti-black hate crime bill, when he first got in office. I would go vote for Biden. I say, okay, man, Biden got us some protection for it. Okay. I'm cool with him. If Biden was papering up the black America like that on top of giving that, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to support Biden on this one because, uh, you know, he's trying to take care of black America. You know what I'm saying? But that man's not trying to do anything. He just believe in tokenism and symbolism. That's it. That's as much as we going to get. Katanja Brown Jackson. They talk about some black federal judges, but that's it. Black men don't get anything at all. except talk down to now. I, I see they're, they're kind of teetering a little bit on black men. Like, you know, cause last election cycle, they were really insulting black men. They, they've been doing this a little bit, but not as hardcore because they're scared what's going on with black men. And they should be because you sat up there and your strategy was to disrespect black men and black men has had enough. We've had enough. And now black men are taking the stand. It's like, no, you benign neglect us. We benign neglect you. It's just that simple. And y'all know we're going to benign neglect you because you're not willing to give anything to black men. And when I say black men, I mean black people. I'm not like uh, cocktails with Queens when Ice Cube went on there talking about a contract of black America. Talking, no, well, what do you, what is specifically for black women? He's like, well, isn't black women part of black people? You know, we don't play that game. We don't play that game. We, we mean something for black men to mean so we can provide for our families. We can provide for our children. That's what we mean when we say black uh, people. You know what I'm saying? When we say black men specifically, we're not talking about just something for us and then our wives and our uh, children can't, you won't get nothing out of it. No, we, we don't even think like that. But shout out to the people in Chicago for once again, battling, taking it to court. Cause as you notice, they also took it to court to get a stay on this. We're taking a field house, the uh, residents in South shore. They also took it to court. Black folks got to start taking these people to court because a lot of the stuff they doing is not even right. It's not even legal sometimes. So, Utilize lawyers and lawyer, black lawyers. You got to step up. You have to step up. You have to also fight the fight too. Cause we, it's like, where's our lawyers? The only lawyer you see running around is Benjamin Crump, but he can't do it all. Where's our black lawyers in each major city to fight these cases to say, no, you're not going to do this. We're going to file federal lawsuits or we're going to file state suits, whatever we got to file because you're not going to do these things. Black folks are the only people that don't utilize the courts for what we need to utilize them for. 
But y'all keep up the fight in Chicago. Like I said, I'm proud of y'all. No, Brandon Johnson talking about people being right wing extremists. That's just an excuse of his horrible handling of the migrant crisis. If he can't handle it, stop blaming other people, sir. You the mayor. You are. It's an excuse. Why don't you take the time to go talk to your constituents? Find out what you can do instead of tap dancing for the Democrats. But a lot of times you black politicians, you just sold out and then you give nothing but excuses because you think about your political future instead of the future of your people.